After a hundred months or eight and a half years follow-up, the ATAC breast cancer trial is still showing that the aromatase inhibitor anastrozole is superior to tamoxifen. The previous analysis of the data from this large trial took place at 68 months, and that showed, among other things, that anastrozole was significantly better at preventing recurrence. What's coming out now is a proper analysis of how patients do after the five years of therapy is completed, and that's allowed the investigators to look at issues such as bone loss and the time to distant recurrence. In San Antonio, I spoke to Jack Cusick of the Wolfson Institute of Preventive Medicine in London, and I began by asking him about these new findings. There are probably three major new findings. One is that this is the first report of whether the benefits endure after treatment is completed. So is there what we call a carryover effect? And the results for that were very, very positive. In fact, the benefits in terms of this one-quarter reduction in recurrence rates was sustained right out to year nine and no diminution compared to tamoxifen over the full period. The other important finding was that distant recurrence, which is probably the most useful endpoint in terms of the likelihood of dying of breast cancer, uh, the effect size was the same, about 16% reduction, but because it had larger number of events, this was now clearly statistically significant, p equal 0.02, whereas in the last analysis it was just borderline right around p equal 0.05. So clear evidence that the efficacy in terms of is maintained and continues after treatment, and that's translated into a reduction in distant recurrence. The other major finding related to the, the, one of the more serious side effects of the aromatase inhibitors, that is fracture rates. We know that aromatase inhibitors, by depleting estrogen, lead to bone mineral density loss, uh, which increases the fracture rate. And the important findings here was that although the fracture rate was increased by about 50% during treatment, uh, there was no increased fracture rate after treatment was completed. So that's reassuring in terms of safety. So as far as implications goes on, those, on that bone fracture issue, I mean, is this essentially reassuring doctors that you can give, let's say, a bisphosphonate for that period of five years and then after that you, you have less to worry about? Yeah, what's emerging now is a strategy that looks to make sense. And actually additional data came out from the IBIS-2 study uh, in this meeting as well, showing that if you do a DEXA scan up front, identify the patients that are osteoporotic and the ones that are osteopenic, Certainly the osteoporotic patients need bisphosphonates routinely with an aromatase inhibitor. The IBIS-2 data showed at least after one year that that's an effective strategy for combating bone loss. And uh, there's also data from ATTAC showing that in fact none of the patients that started off with normal bone became osteoporotic over five years of treatment, at least in the bone substudy. So that if you identify those at risk up front, treat them with a bisphosphonate, you're going to protect the woman for five years, and this new data suggests that that's enough because the, ri the risks will not continue beyond that five-year period. And as far as implications regarding anastrozole itself, I mean, is this just confirming to an even greater degree that it, it is the right drug in, in this situation? Well, certainly it, it, it's very, very favorable, yes. It's, I think, as good as we could hope for that the benefits continue and the side effects essentially don't. So to my mind, uh, an aromatase inhibitor, in particular anastrozole, does appear to be the treatment of choice for postmenopausal women with receptor-positive breast cancer. Okay, now I'd also like to ask you about a couple of posters you had, because there were some interesting, more exploratory analyses there, but still rather interesting. One of them to do with um, the association between side effects and whether a patient responds or not. Um, exploratory data, of course, but what essentially did you, did you kind of find there? Well, first of all, the ATT&CK database is one of the most fabulous databases in the world. It's, it's a large number of patients with really very, collected, very carefully collected data. 
Uh, and the finding here was what I like to call the no pain, no gain result, and that is women either taking either tamoxifen or uh, anastrozole do better if they report a hot flush, an endocrine symptom, at their first follow-up visit at month three. So I think this is simply measuring bioactivity of the drugs, that if you're getting hot flushes, that's an indication that you actually had a substantial estrogen suppression, and that's turning out to be correlated with long-term protection. And as far as doctors are concerned, does this mean they can reassure their patients if they do have side effects, they could say, well, that may indicate that actually you're responding quite well? I think there certainly is that reassurance, and it will encourage patients to push through that first year or so when they tend to get these problems, knowing that uh, this is part of an effective treatment. It does raise a range of other questions, though, and for women that have more severe effects, side effects, as to whether or not the treatments that are used sometimes to ameliorate these side effects actually may also be influencing the effectiveness of the drugs. And that will depend to some extent on whether or not the, the treatments for side effects are uh, affecting the same pathways as the drug is. So some of these SSRIs, we know that they will influence side effects and probably recurrence in a similar negative way. Okay, and, and finally, there was another interesting poster just to do with the um, surrounding factors that are associated with joint symptoms. So what did that find? Yeah, well, I think people have mostly been concerned about the bone side effects of the aromatase inhibitors. It's becoming clear now we know how to manage those with a baseline DEXA scan and bisphosphonates as needed. The second most important side effects are the arthralgias, and we've tried to put them in context in this paper by looking at what are all of the risk factors for arthralgias? We know that taking an aromatase inhibitor is one risk factor, which raises your rate of getting arthralgia by about 7% overall. But there are other even more important factors, and that is women who have been on hormone replacement therapy before joining these trials, before taking an aromatase inhibitor, actually have an even bigger likelihood of developing an arthralgia. As to women who've had chemotherapy, Obese women are also more likely to have arthralgias, and curiously, uh, women who have estrogen receptor negative cancers are less likely to get arthralgias, although we wouldn't give them an aromatase inhibitor now anyway. Jack Cusick of the Wilson Institute of Preventive Medicine in London. For the Audio Journal of Oncology, I'm Derek Thorne.